This episode is sponsored by Enriched Superfoods. Enriched is my go-to store for the most powerful, most pure superfoods on the plain et. They've got all the good stuff from maca to matcha, from shilajit to powdered greens. But you know what I love the most? I love the mushrooms. Now I know what most of you are thinking, get on with the show, right? But I know what else you're thinking. You're thinking, how can I get better at strangling people? Us jiu-jitsu guys, we're all the same. We want to be better, we want to be badder. Well, being better requires two things, learning more stuff and being able to execute more stuff. And Enriched has got you covered with what I'm calling the white basement jiu-jitsu super stack. First is lion's mane mushroom to supercharge memory, focus and clarity and even better, give a neurotrophic boost literally helping you grow new jiu-jitsu brain cells. Now, a jiu-jitsu super brain is all well and good, but if you can't execute on the mat, then it don't mean jack. That's why the second half of the super stack is the legendary Cordyceps CS4 mushroom extract, scientifically proven to offer heroic levels of stamina and energy, as well as improved lung function, actually helping you breathe better while you stop other people from breathing at all. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the promo code WhiteBasementPod for a 10% discount across the whole site. Want to get more taps in more rounds and more respect from more people? Then get super stacked. Go to enriched.co and use the promo code WhiteBasementPod. Do you know what a good trick for that is as well? So if you think you're hungry, because a lot of the time, a lot of people eat just for the kind of hedonic pleasure of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's not because you're hungry. So like next time you're thinking, oh, I'd really like that Kit Kat or I'd really like that donut or whatever, think, would I go and eat like a raw carrot right now? Mm. And and if you say, no, I wouldn't go and eat, then you're not hungry. Yeah. You, you, you want the pleasure associated with the food. You're not hungry though. Today I'm joined by Harry Small, a semi-professional youth footballer and personal trainer with a first-class honours degree in sports science from Nottingham Trent University, and James Alley, a qualified personal trainer and BJJ purple belt under Dan Cox at Boxmore Jiu-Jitsu. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Today I am joined by James Alley and Harry Small. And um, I was going to do them a long, more detailed introduction, but I let them introduce themselves. We're going to talk about strength and conditioning, and uh, we're going to kind of uh, spin it towards jujitsu and grappling. But um, hopefully, you're going to get some uh, some sweet science, and you're going to leave this podcast with a better understanding of what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Oh, hi, mate. How you doing? It's been a long time, anyway. It's been a long time. Has <laughs> it been what three years? Uh, yeah, like or more I, before the yeah. before the crazy shit. Yeah, because we used to. Uh, well, I used to come up to the Mill Hill like on the Fridays when we used to do the open mat Friday nights. Yeah, the techno night, and that's when I first come across you. Yeah, I was just telling Harry I used to I used to try and avoid you. Yeah, I always used to <laughs> see his muscles and be like the yoke guy. Fuck nah, yeah. it's just it's all it's like just there. Me. A lot of it is for show, but yeah, I was, I a lot of it's for show. That's what it's always um, for, man. Yeah, like the, the more just pull your mic in, put, yeah. put, just swing it in a little bit towards you, a bit towards me. Yeah, yeah, you can just pull your arm 
Okay. Yeah, no, it was like um, it was it was like it was sort of tough training, mate, down there. Um, and the more that we were uh, we were going down there, uh, like I remember when I first went to roll for you, I was like, "No, nah, it's going to be easy, mate." Like, looks a bit sort of <laughs> a bit more sort of you know older than the rest of the guys there. And then when your sort of technical side kicked in, it was a bit of an eye opener, anyway. Yeah, I mean, when you've, I think the thing is, you know, when you're lighter, yeah, and and older, like if you're not technical. Like you've done, you've got nothing. Yeah, it's like the three, the three, uh, the three pillars of of being good. You're not young or fast, and you're not you haven't got any body weight, yeah. not a lot of strength. So there's, you've got one left. Otherwise, yeah. it, there is no jujitsu, right? Yeah. yeah, no, of course. Like that's the thing. When I first started, I was like about 120, 115 kilos. So <laughs> yeah, I was really heavy. And mate. how much do you weigh now? Um, I'm always middleweight, eighty kilos. Oh wow! You've dropped a hell of a lot then. But yeah. you weren't you weren't one twenty when you were at Mill Hill. No, no, no. So when I like first started, I was always like 110, 120 kilos, and then the weight just like f- fell off anyway. Um, just generally, like with with the way I was eating and stuff, I always used to think, you know, I was more into bodybuilding and all this other thing like type of training before. So my weight was always quite high but yeah. then uh, when I when I dropped it mate I've never ever go back to that sort of weight ever again and I used to use a lot of my weight for you know like to power through people but just relied on my weight so yeah. do you feel a lot better at this body weight um, in BJJ and that yeah healthy yeah. I think it's like for me it's perfect for my height everything I feel yeah. healthy I've never felt more healthier anyway uh-huh. I mean, I think the thing, you know, I've I, I've never been like heavy, heavy. I'm I'm at the moment. I'm probably like sixty five kilos. Mm. Yeah, but I've probably I've probably been up to eighty when I was younger, mm. and it's just like, like my bones are not strong enough. My heart's mm. not big enough. My lungs are not big enough. It's like mm. you know, I can I can get to that weight, but I can't really do anything. No, yeah, it's I, definitely a healthy weight, isn't there? Like, there's a hundred percent. Everyone's got that kind of set point where, that's good for them. Um, and there's definitely something to be said for that, and just finding that that weight that works best for you. So, um, so, so, just all right to to dive straight into that. Then, is is there a formula or a, like a process that you will go through to to determine where you should be in terms of body weight? Because, you know, when I was when I was younger, I mean, we're going back like. 30 years now, right? Probably before you mm. were born. I, and I used to read all the bodybuilding magazines. Yeah, yeah. And they used to, you know, always used to say kind of like, do this, but listen to your body. And I was mm. like, bro, like I, my body's not saying nothing. It's just, <laughs> my body's saying, do, yeah. do a lot of curls. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the older you get, the yeah. more you probably can tune into yourself. Yeah, yeah, of course. But is there is there a, like an, an actual process or... Um, uh, uh, um, you know, an algorithm that you can work through to say, like, I, if I do eat eat this amount of calories, do this amount of work, etc., I should come to my my ideal body weight, or no, you literally there, have to find it. For 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 body weight as such, I, w- I wouldn't say there is there is a formula for um, finding an ideal body weight. I think as annoying as it is, it is a bit of trial and error and and playing around with different body weights and finding what is right for you. Um, obviously. <laughs> it's the same with body fat percentage as well everyone's going to have a different body fat percentage that they're comfortable at I mean uh, it's not like lower isn't always better so once you start going below 12% or or something like that um, when you're really getting vascular the the abs are really really popping out a lot of people can just not feel good on that Uh, it can just 
there, there can be a lot of things that that go wrong uh, in yeah. terms of just when you sort of lower your body fat. Yeah, down. When, when, do you, when do your abs start showing? Like what percentage? Oh, they always show. <laughs> 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 I never show. No, yeah, I never seen mine. Uh, yeah, and normally for hol- yeah, normally for holidays and stuff, I like I sort of start watching a little bit of what I eat, and yeah. I always I've always said to like past clients and whatnot as well. Yeah. I'm always like, you know, um, just just see how you feel um, and start tracking. That's a big big thing, you know. Like a lot of people just really let themselves go, and 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 I don't think people track enough as well. You know, when it comes to calories, yeah, it's not like. We sort of say, and I've said to people in the past, you have to track every single right. day for the rest of your life. Right. Just do it for, yeah. say, for, do it for a couple of weeks, two weeks, mm. um, and you'll be surprised. Well, you know, yeah. you, like you, people like overestimate, yeah. underestimate, like on portions. Yeah. I, w- I would honestly, I would recommend it to everyone to yeah. to to just spend a couple of weeks just tracking what you normally eat. You don't have to have any targets or anything like that. Just track what you normally eat and track everything just for a couple of weeks because you'll be so surprised like, and, and you'll get such good knowledge of, of what's in the foods you normally eat and a better understanding of the calories because at the end of the day, that is all that matters for weight gain and weight loss is how many calories you burn and how many calories you put inside your body is the the law of thermodynamics. There is nothing else to it. That is how you gain and lose weight. Um, so, so when you when you uh, if you're tracking, you would do calories, protein, fat, carbs. So, anything else? so personally, for me, I I like to keep it more simple. I think tracking tracking your fats and your carbs. Um, on top can get a little bit complex and it can it can put people off uh, where so for me personally I just like to track my calories and my protein um, I think a good a good target I would say is probably two grams per kilogram uh, of body weight for protein a day um, which which is a fair bit but I mean if you if you want to make sure you're not leaving anything yeah, on or the even table. for recovery so like someone that's like doing like jiu-jitsu yeah. like, I never used to realize how much it takes it out of your body. You know, I used to think, this is where I was going wrong as well. I used to think I can do the jiu-jitsu and use it, like do my weights, but use like the jiu-jitsu as like just cardio, you know. Um, but I didn't realise how much it sort of basically batters your body um, and prolongs your recovery. So a lot of Yeah, guys... I've seen all those memes on the internet. Yeah, about, exactly. About... <laughs> as you get, What's as that? you get... As you get older, how broken you are after you do. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, As you imagine. do get slightly older, you know it takes longer to recover. That's yeah. the reality of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you notice that? I've, no, I've noticed it. I can't like sort of get away with training like um, as much as I was before. Mm. How, how old are you now? I'm 35. Right. So I've I've been doing like jiu-jitsu for seven years, I say. But like I did have like on off couple of breaks. You know, like probably about a year here there where you know things just get in the way mm. and whatnot but um yeah like definitely recoveries is probably like just as important as training 100 and and i was definitely over training so i was doing like sometimes weights on the same day like in the mornings and then do jiu-jitsu in the evenings mm. and now but i think now like, like you see on uh on the ufc countdown yeah exactly. <laughs> these guys a lot of these people that are doing stuff out there like you know these guys that compete in the ADCC etc they all on performance enhancing mm, stuff yeah a lot of them. and even guys that are at high level maybe mm. sort of I don't know competing at black belt etc I also like sort of question some of this they look when you when you see the photos they look like they're on gear mm. right yeah they kind of got that hardness that Mm. Fullness of the blocky muscles. abs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the the thing is as well that that is like such a big thing for PEDs is like that it increases your 
ability to recover. That's probably the biggest thing about it is the fact that you can train, you can just train and train and train. Mm. And, and it, like, like you're saying with, with the, um, reduced recovery and that when you're getting older and things like that, um, that is a big kind of reason for why it, it gets harder to progress because you actually just can't train as much. Mm, I think exactly. that is, that is a massive, that is a massive thing, isn't it? But uh, so, so, so just spinning it back yeah, then yeah. to the, um, to tracking. Mm. So you would track for two weeks, protein and calories. Yes. And then what do you, are you measuring then just body weight or body fat right. or are you keeping track of like how your workouts I, have felt or? Yeah, I'd probably track first of all, the foods that you're having, um, like, start keeping like a diary you know mm. just for like my, say my yeah, two weeks is normally, my fitness pal just yeah and download my fitness pal yeah. the app and start putting things in there and with my fitness pal you can literally scan barcodes so easy. it's so easy as well like yeah. it, you know like just it's put a rough change yeah rough, <laughs> people sometimes say oh but I've, I've had something and i didn't know what was you know like uh, it's not on my fitness but but if you're tracking something it's yeah. better than tracking 100%, 100%. nothing so free app or you got to pay for it yeah it's a free my the, fitness pal yeah yeah my fitness pal it's perfect it's proper good i don't know if there's any other apps but that's the one i've always that's, used that's the best one it's, it's it's just so easy to use and so you scan what barcodes? so you can scan the barcode of any food yeah um and then they've got a whole database of all foods as well that you can input. So, I mean, obviously, if you if you have a steak, obviously it's going to vary the amount of fat that's in it depending on what kind of steak where it's mm. from, the the like uh, fat percentage of the the cow or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, you like uh, Jamez said, you can just give it a rough estimate, and it is still just better than nothing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I would I would track for two weeks, do protein calories, um, and just kind of get an understanding of the things you're putting into your body, the calories that they have in them, the protein they have in them and, and just kind of uh, figuring that out. And then, so, I mean, what, what I would also say is um, regarding if you want to find your maintenance calories and things like that, um, that that's quite an important step. Um, and then to be able to then um, adjust your caloric intake to be able to then either gain weight or, or lose weight, depending on your goal. So you can go about that in various ways. Um, there's a kind of simple uh, way of doing it and then there's a kind of more more complex way of doing it. Um, the easy way is you just times your weight um, in pounds by 15. That'll give you a rough kind of estimate of the calories you should be on uh, each day if you want to maintain. And then essentially what you do from there is um, I would weigh myself every morning... Um, go toilet, do your thing. Uh, but before you eat or drink anything, weigh yourself every morning, write that down on a little notepad or spreadsheet or whatever you, you want to do. Um, and then at the end of the week, you take an average. Um, and then you compare that from week one to week two. And you look at the change in that average. If it stayed the same, you can kind of know you're on maintenance calories. If it's gone up, then you know, obviously you're gaining weight you're eating more than your maintenance and if it's gone down so then you adjust your calories depending on that so it's really simple so even if you've got it wrong with the original calculation then you can just adjust it depending on that i mean there is a more kind of complex thing you can do so you can do the the st jaw equation which is uh for, for men it would be 10 times your weight in kilograms plus 6.25 times your height in centimeters and then uh, minus five times your age in years plus five but I mean you don't really need to do that you just multiply your weight in pounds by 15 and and then yeah 
figure it out from there. What's the name of that equation? It's called the Miffin St. Jaw uh, equation. Miffin St. Jaw. I've not heard of that. I try and keep my, so my sort of way of Miffins. doing it. <laughs> if, if anyone's a dork, go yeah, look it yeah, up. Yeah, you can look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I, your body weight in pounds no, times 15. Yeah, so I, I try and keep it very simple. Mm. Um, I look in the mirror here that, you know, and, and you notice, everyone knows when they're putting on weight, you know, your trousers might feel a bit tighter. Yeah. Uh, you might go put a top on. Generally, in the winter, you're going to, most likely put on a bit more weight you know it's, it's only it's, when the sun comes out you're like oh fuck exactly mm-hmm. and i think the way that the, the, the body like the human body is in generally in the winter it holds on to a little bit more fat um the like with me what i normally do if i see and feel that i'm putting on a little bit more weight um what i'd normally do is either start eating a little bit less yeah um watch what i'm eating and if you if you want to still eat the same amount then you'll have to you know basically just do simple things like walk a little bit more, you know, be a bit more active. Mm. And and just to add to that as well, like you said, it doesn't have to be like a traditional cardio in the sense, um, if, you, if you're wanting to lose weight, it doesn't have to be high intensity interval training on the bike or, or running on the treadmill. It can just be increasing your steps because it has the same effect, you know, like you're just being a bit more active in the day. You mm. add in 5k steps to your daily, daily step target or whatever. Um, that literally as simple as it needs to be. It doesn't have to be a complex. How, how many steps like do you do like a day? I, I always try and hit like at least 10 to 12,000 yeah. a day. Right. And I think that's a, that's a nice sort of sweet spot. Yeah. Um, that everyone should be doing a day like yeah. so track your steps as well yeah. so uh, te- just just as a as a rough uh conversion 10,000 steps is do you know how much that is in like is that a mile is how it much a that, couple of kilometers don't know i mean <laughs> what's a step like three quarters of a meter half a meter and it de- depends on how tall you are. So, yeah. so, so, so <laughs> if, if you're kind of walking it's probably yeah. 75 centimeters right yeah right so, so whoever's got a calculator go on, I'll do it for you. who's listening Okay. Yeah, he'll, he'll do that. He'll do that whole. Yeah, so that's what I normally do. I just because um, my like my my wife has a she's always got a Fitbit on. So yeah, she always knows her steps. Yeah. I don't have a clue how many I do. Yeah, I've got uh, like I've had a Fitbit. And I've been wearing like one, and I've been using their app like for for years now. I, I didn't want to have all these like you know the whole Apple Watch and stuff yeah, because yeah. It was, I was finding it's going to distract me. So I yeah. just want a watch that's going to give me roughly like. It tells you roughly how many calories you burnt in the day, right. but you just take that, not like to the T. Take it with a pinch it, of salt. Yeah, just take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Like, so I'd wear it when I'm sleeping as well, just to see how much sleep I've had. Um, yeah. and, and the main thing is like when I'm working out as well, I, I, I put the, I, it's, it's programmed as well. So whatever um, exercise I'm doing, it's it's on my it's on my watch so then i can see how many calories i'm burning throughout my workout i would i would just add to that though with with the with the fitness trackers and the calories burned i mean i i wouldn't rely on them because i mean mine will tell me i've burnt maybe 2600 calories in a day and i'm eating 3300 and i'm not gaining weight you know so (laughs) so i know that that ain't right but you but you could use it in terms of like consistency so like even if it's wrong you know okay 26 means it's about right yeah yeah if if it says 28 then i've i've burnt yeah 10 percent more or whatever yeah yeah, 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 exactly no 100 percent. yeah you can do it like that so do you guys still you know you you would say it's sensible to track for a couple of weeks just so Mm. you understand roughly what you're taking in and then your body weight is going up or Mm. down 
Do do you do you periodically actually then go back and track things carefully or not not so much once you understand so, where you are? So like for example, when when people are like like you know if you ever weighed out like rice and stuff when, when like I used to have like chicken and rice, I I used to just think you know that was 120 grams there, and when you actually see like. 120 grams, 60 grams in front of you. It's, it's tiny, it. mate. Oh, it's yeah. tiny. Yeah, I used to do it when I was young. Yeah. I used to be do like, you, fuck, is that you know what I can m- eat? Do you know what's mad? If you've never done it, if you look on a cereal box um, for the serving size of 30 grams, yeah. go and weigh out 30 grams of a cereal um, in, in your bowl next time you have it. It is mental. That yeah. is not a serving. That is that is maybe a serving for a two-month-old baby. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. that is not a serving. No, I always say the same thing. And also people get caught out when they go and buy something um, and they look at the calories, etc. Right? It says per serving size, mm. Mm. Um, is and that True. serving size is going to be probably one third or mm. or something. So you just got to you know be quite mindful. That's why I say like if you're tracking, then you you become aware of these type of yeah. things out there because yeah. it's, I always find like it's, it's like it's getting a bit better now. People are a bit more aware. Yeah. Everything's got calories on there. Yeah. You just know when you go to the supermarkets and stuff now, I, I, far as I like see now, everything's got calories. Mm. Uh, more people are drinking these sugar free drinks. I'll always opt for yeah. if i'm having like a like a like a fizzy drink I, i'll always opt for like a sugar-free drink instead of one with yeah. like sugar i mean what what is the point in like in going for the full fat coke and the the high sugar options like unless i mean do, do you think there's a difference in taste like personally i, I don't i, I can't don't drink any of that stuff you don't drink any of it no it all <laughs> tastes like arse water <laughs> <laughs> all right you're fine then you're sorted nice. but I'll tell you what, they're good for diets though, aren't they? Yeah. For weight loss. If you if you if you're craving something sweet, um fizzy drinks, sugar free fizzy drinks have got me through some some dark days. <laughs> yeah. They really are. Because I mean a lot of people do drink them, yeah, so that's yeah. probably a good tip is if you if you are dieting and you're craving something sweet. Yeah. Do a sugar-free, yeah, and, and then the other thing is them, um, them low-calorie jellies as well, like six or twelve-calorie ones. Oh, they're, they're get, nasty though. Yeah, nah, they're they're all um, yeah. they they do they get the craving, they get the craving, they help. Uh, but you do you you got to be careful with that stuff though, because sometimes if you um, kind of feed the sweet tooth, it can actually make it a little bit worse rather than just going kind of cold turkey on the whole stuff. Like right. if you get a little bit of a taste for it, then yeah, you can yeah. start wanting more in that. So sometimes it's just better to avoid it, but. But no, they 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 can help. They can be really good. All right, so 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 do a do a two week track, mm. assess your body weight, mm. and then you can adjust your calories up and down accordingly. Mm. Yeah, buy like a pair um, or set of uh, weighing scales, right? Oh, yeah. Like for the necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had mine for years now. Um, I I've been sort of weight training what now for like I was sort of seeing like just checking the other day, and it's been like about fifteen years, mate. Hey. When I first started weight training. Um, there was no YouTube. It was just basically, you know, like I used to go to WH Smiths and stuff and, and pick up those magazines. Harry you know? doesn't even remember no internet, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. No, this is before his no era. Um, I remember I, no I, computers. You know, no I, computers I, I, I used to go and buy the magazines and sometimes just go and open pages and then just look at the workouts, what these guys were doing and be like, yeah, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. But most of them guys in the magazines, you know, like from that era, they were all like on performance enhancing stuff. Yeah. And as much you can have chicken and rice all day long till yeah. it's coming out your ears, you're yeah. never going to be like that. No. Um, and then I used to go and train in a, in a in a bodybuilders gym. That was before the era of all these 24 hour gyms and stuff. Mm. Um, and I used to go there train and just speak to the guys and ask for help. And a lot of you know people helped me and showed me like you know and I watched what other people were doing. 
but I didn't know myself what I was doing properly. You know, my program was there was it was non-existent. Mm. You know, so and I was eating everything basically, and mm. I, I was putting weight on. But mm. at the time, I was thinking um, it's the right way to go. You know, like because mm. you do make when you start going to the gym first mm. of all for the first okay. six months a year, you're going to make so much Big progress. Time. You only have to look at weights and you, <laughs> you blow up. You know exactly. So I didn't track anything. Um, I was just eating. Eating and I was definitely in a calories like surplus because <laughs> I went from like I think I, I must have been about fourteen stone. That's why I used to just yeah. weigh myself and I was yeah. like, oh, I put on another stone. Yeah. You know, look that well, top, <laughs> yeah, like that jumper feels tight around my arms and people it's be all like, muscle, all yeah, muscle, no fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people be like, oh, you look, um, you know, you look. What's the word they say? You look hench. No hench. Oh, they. So yeah, that. So I was just like, you know, blindly doing that for years yeah. and um, I wasn't tracking. But nowadays, there's no yeah. excuse, you know, like yeah. there's so much information yeah. out there online, on yeah. social media. You can watch like YouTube, pick out things that you yeah. like. It's just yeah, it's it's really forever changing, isn't it? So quickly as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's why I say. So buy a, like a set of digital weighing scales yeah. um, and that's going to be a saver because you'll be so surprised mm. I think people definitely underestimate and overestimate their calories there and, yeah. and food like yeah. portions, etc. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean was. I mean for me personally, like I, I track all the time now. Like I I just find it easier. Like I'm used to it now. You get into a routine of it. It's just obviously I'll go out and I have meals and that and I won't track them if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm not gonna bring the scales along with me. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a time, there was a time, but yeah. no. Uh, yeah, on a serious fat loss. But even even like a lot that. of kind of uh, chain restaurants, yeah. they kind of tell you the calories, well, right? So there's a there's a rule that's just come out in uh, England not that long ago in the UK I think um, where if you've got over two hundred employees, I think it is two hundred or five hundred you have to show the calories on the menu now. Yeah. It's like a legal requirement, which I think is really good. I mean, there's a bit of an uproar about it for um, reasons of like uh, kind of body image issues like with with like people who have kind of eating disorders and that's a whole nother topic. But I, I think it's a good thing. Like, I mean, if it, the knowledge is power, you know, the more the yeah. more control you have over what you're putting in your body, that, that from my point of view, that can't be a bad thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah. And, and so um, what about in terms of actual uh, split through the day mm. of like how many times you would eat, when you would eat mm. around training? Do you ever, do you ever... Mm like a rule of thumb or again yeah so find your yeah so i've um tried like few different methods and you've got to try what works for you but what i say that's to people key, yeah that's that's key because you we can't just sort of give a sort of one rule for everyone and you know like it, it might not work for you because the, day, yeah, yeah, the dates of the meal plan are over aren't they? yeah because yeah. like you know someone could be going to school be studying be like their work could be work they might be working nights, etc. Like working daytime, they might have a hectic family life. Mm. But ultimately, like for me, what worked for me, where I dropped a lot of weight, was I started doing um, this intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it was a bit of an eye opener as mm. well. You know, like what split did you do time wise? Uh, time wise, I was doing like sixteen hours fasting and then eight hours eating. But I used to do it religiously. You know, like. Mm. like Literally, like looking at my watch, be like, yeah, literally, I could eat now. And, and I, then I started like using all these things, yeah. that, you know, like apple cider vinegar, yeah. and like, but then you, your body just gets used to it, you know, like you don't get hungry during the daytime. Yeah. And people were yeah. like, 
uh, how can you not, you know, you're, you're not having breakfast in the mornings? Because I was like, when you wake up, yeah. it, it's like um, this whole way of eating three meals yeah. in a day. It's like a, it's like a Western type yeah. thing that we've been programmed, sure. like, you know, and a lot of these cereal companies as well, the way they've endorsed yeah. that, that you need to wake up and have... Your you 30 know, gram serving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which almost still counts as fasting, right? It's yeah. Such yeah. A yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. Almost yeah. There. But like, what is breakfast breaking your fast, yeah. right? Yeah. So... On my yeah. breaking my fast, I still do this intermittent fasting, but yeah. I just like I don't religiously follow mm. it yeah. or like because it, there there is no nothing magical about waiting that extra minute, is there? No, it's just it is just a tool in order to get into the calorie deficit, a tool to eat. You know, it's there is nothing magical yeah. about the process itself. It can just be a helpful tool to to help with your hunger management, to help with your caloric intake. Um, but I think that is what people kind of get confused like with it is that. You can eat a minute before your fast is mm-hmm. meant to start or end. You know that, that nothing's going to change. You're not suddenly going to blow up. You know, no, but you <laughs> like, don't need to. You don't need to do it as well. Like every day, I used no. to do it every like seven days a week. I was doing it, but it helps. You know, because I like eating big meals. Um, but with like meal timing now, like for what works for me, it might not work for everyone else. I try and get like a lot of my carbs and stuff in around my training. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Sometimes as well, like I don't really want to be eating too late. Like that used to be another thing I was doing. You know, when you go do jujitsu in the evening, you get home, you shower, you're eating at like half eight, nine o'clock at night. And if you do go to the Mill Hill classes like they used to be, yeah. what time are you going to be eating? Then? I was having this conversation with uh, a couple of episodes back about mm. that I don't I don't go to the later classes anymore. Mm. Yeah. For that reason. For that reason. Because I, by the time I eat and get to sleep mm. and actually yeah. get mm. to deep sleep, it's, it's probably one o'clock in mm. the morning. So the only the only class I actually go to that's a class class is six till seven. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, we've got a mat at home. We train at home three times a week, but mm. we train at like six, half six. Mm. So we're done by seven thirty. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I've I've been doing kind of two meals a day for the last five, six, seven years. Mm. Yeah, quite quite big meals for, as well. Well, I mean. It, it kind of varies, yeah. You know, uh, but I, but I, I just I just I've probably eaten breakfast in the last five or six years. I've probably eaten breakfast five times, yeah. And that would be like on a, the odd holiday exactly. where you've got something yeah. booked and you're like, well, I might as well eat it. Mm. Same as what I do. Like the only time when you'll ever catch me having like a, like a breakfast will be on a holiday. Yeah. I just don't. When I wake up, I'm not hungry, you know, and I'm not going to go and eat just for the sake of eating. You got to ask. Your body will tell you when it wants to eat. You know. Yeah. Do you know what a good trick for that is? as well so if you think you're hungry because a lot of the time a lot of people eat just for the kind of hedonic pleasure of it oh, yeah. um and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and and it's not because you're hungry so like next time you're thinking oh i'd really like that kit kat or i'd really like that donut whatever think would i go and eat like a raw carrot right now mm. and and if you say no i wouldn't go and eat you're not hungry yeah you, you, you want the pleasure associated with the food you're not hungry though that's good advice yeah. what about if someone's just like thirsty as well a lot of people don't yeah. take enough yeah. water in i yeah. believe as well um like and like if you tracked as well the amount of water you're taking in the day we're all guilty of it like you know like and your body sometimes will tell you you know like when you're lacking in water um for example you Last know night. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like you're you, i don't know if we're what do you think your lips start drying a little bit sometimes i find like you Get know really dry mouth yeah, yeah dry mouth dry I lips think, i think the, uh, the the general consensus is if you feel thirsty yeah you're chronically dehydrated yeah, too late yeah you and know you, sh- you should not yeah. have any of those things like, and you can still be low on exactly like what i do now like as grim as it might sound as well like i'll i wake up i sort of have 
um, you know, my water, like a couple of glasses in the morning. And what I normally do is I, because I don't like drinking ice cold water. Mm -hmm. So what I do normally is I like have a little bit of hot water and then mix cold water in there. And if I'm going to go and do training, whatever, I'd make sure when I'm going to the toilet that it's coming, that all the urine is clear. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not yellow, you know, and that's, then, then you know that you're hydrated yeah. by now. If, if, yeah. if, if it's all yellow, then that's fine. You shouldn't be training with yellow urine. Like if, if your urine's yellow, you need to more water, get yeah. some water down. You I thought you were going to say, it's a, it sounds a bit grim, but I drink my first piss. In yeah, no. So, yeah, just, just, just. Like, I, I'm, I'm just a strong believer of keeping everything simple. Yeah, um, yeah because like, you need it needs to be simple to be sustainable, sustainable right? Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. you know, this is this is. Whenever I've had sort of conversations with people, I'm like, like I started doing, um, like a little bit of a breath work in the morning. Mm. The Wim Hof little yeah. thirty deep breaths, breath hold three three rounds. Yeah. I, I put it on my headphones. I've got it like saved on my laptop. I literally just put it in, press play on iTunes. It's, it's 10, 15 minutes. But I've done it again. Like I started doing it about three years ago and I've done it almost every day since. I missed, I miss a day every two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Because it's right, right, really simple. You know, I could add in, oh, afterwards I can do a bit of stretching or afterwards I could do... It's too long. It's, yeah. I just I get out of bed. I put a blanket on. I lie down. I'm still half asleep. I put my headphones. I do the breathing. But it's it's really easy for me to be consistent with it because it's really easy. Mm. So I think that's that's the same thing. I think I think that's where that's where I've definitely fallen down on stuff in the past, and I think that's where most people fall down on stuff. Is like when you decide to start doing something. You come with this like forty-page plan, right? This yeah. and that, and I'm going to choose every alternate Tuesdays before six o'clock. It's hopeless. It goes out the window. There's something it, about human nature where it's just complicated seems better, but it's not. Yeah. It's like actually simplicity is is most of the time the way to go. Yeah. Uh, when someone explains something in fancy terms, like earlier, when I when I give it that Mifflin St. Jor equation, I mean, like, yeah, that sounds all good, but really, it's just more complicated. Just times your body weight by fifteen, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not uh, more I'm, complicated. Isn't yeah, it always simple, better? simple, and something that you can do that's sustainable, right? Um, is is the key. So, like my my routine, I wake up, like I said, I'll have my water. Um, usually, I like to have like a cold shower as well. Uh, I've always been doing that and a lot of these things like do you the have it like cold cold or like yeah. just not hot so I, I can do like you know maybe like 15 20 seconds cold then warm then cold then warm and and i feel just like you do contrast do you yeah so it just gets me ready but like a lot of these things like with the cold showers i've been doing them for years and even with intermittent fasting i was doing yeah. it for years before it became really mainstream yeah and everyone knows and the whole apple cider vinegar i used yeah. to have to like i, I was buying that from these specialist shops and stuff, it was not available anywhere. Brags. Yeah, all the glass bottle, yeah. now in the supermarkets, it's everywhere, yeah. you know. Um, just just going back to that um cold showers and, and, and like ice bath kind of topic. Do you when do you do that? Do you do that after training or or after jujitsu or just in the morning? Um usually just in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Because like what I would say is after jujitsu, for instance, I think it would be great because it, obviously it boosts recovery and it, it, it's really good for that. But what you don't want to do is be doing it after a gym session, after a weight training session. Um, the reason for that is because it's going to reduce your, um, basically your, basically it's going to reduce muscle growth because 
your body doesn't get the uh, inflammation triggers and it doesn't receive them as well, which is a massive kind of uh, reason for growth. So if you're doing it after a workout, directly after a workout, you're blunting a kind of significant area where your body recognizes the need to, uh, to grow. So I would always say don't have if you're if you're training for muscle hypertrophy especially if it, if you're training for other reasons um kind of mobility or, or whatever or conditioning it's not so relevant but if you're training for muscle hypertrophy specifically i would make sure that you don't have an ice bath or ice shower or anything like that straight after a workout because you want to actually induce the you, maximum you, yeah, localized you inflammation want, exactly you want the inflammation there because it's Interesting. a yeah it's a yeah, trigger for yeah, growth it makes sense yeah. yeah so if you're so if you if it's if you're if your training, um, like let's call it your gym work, mm. is supplementary to your sport, mm. then you, unless you're actually for some reason trying to trying to grow, mm. maybe initially you're trying to get bigger, but then then it might be a useful thing to yeah. allow you to train more. It just yeah yeah it just all depends on the reason for your for your training. I mean, if you're going to the gym and you're lifting weights, I mean, you're probably not looking to to not put on muscle or, or, or strength or, and I mean, strength and muscle are, are correlated essentially. So I've given up on trying to put on muscle. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. That's like most jujitsu guys I've found. They're like, no, nah, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't need to go to the gym. And okay. I, it's like a, why do you think it, that is? I don't know. It seems like a lot of the guys, uh, like, you know, and just try and avoid it. It's like a taboo subject to a lot of the guys. They don't like going to the gym. Um, and when they do go to the gym, they're doing these, so they're following these, fad sort of training programs and stuff that they've picked up from online or swinging some what, what, kind, what kind of things no nah, but just like doing? swinging bulgarian bags around and thinking right. that that's going to help yeah. them it's like look like i said just go back to basics simple. right you know simple stuff and and that's mm. what i wanted to like sort of get across as well is mm. you know if you stick with compound lifts in the gym like a lot of them like oh, mm. i don't have enough time to go mm. to to the gym because i'm training mm. you know like i've got work um most people are hobbyists and stuff that do jujitsu. Mm. So, so, so well, l let me, let me, let me go in a little bit to detail into that. So if you, let's say you can get 40 minutes twice a week to do pure strength and conditioning, gym yeah. work, whatever it is to supplement your jujitsu, because let's, let's say, you know, really this is kind of probably going to be most listened to by jujitsu people. Yeah. So say, say you can get, 40 minutes twice a week. I mean, maybe you can tell me for 20 minutes and you can tell me for an hour three times a week or whatever, but so yeah. you can get 40 minutes twice a week. What, what would, uh, what do you think a, a good, uh, solid program would look like in terms of exercises and kind of, um, you know, the structure, how many, how much volume, how many sets, how many reps, how much rest are you doing? only sort of explosive stuff is you having negatives etc what you know what would you if you if i came to you i mean I'm yeah. f i'll be 50 this year right yeah i i roll normally three or four times a week so three or four hours a week of hard sparring yeah and i'm broken most of the time so i i, I try to do um i try to do hill sprints which will be like real short maybe like three to five rounds yeah. i try and do that five times a week and i will try to 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 do some kind of gym work on top of that twice a week but pretty much all of my supplementary training is either prehab or rehab i've either smashed something and i'm trying to fix it or i'm yeah. thinking i'm going to smash that next i'm going to try and strengthen it 
That's but, a, but what that, would you, what, you know, what would you, if someone just comes to you and says, listen, you know, I want to kind of improve my physical ability on the mat. What does a, what does a program look like? What yeah, do you start so, me off on? So like, you know, that's what normally people don't want these programs and stuff like until they're like injured or something, you know, and then, then it's a bit of an eye opener. They realize there's like a, you know, weakness there that needs to be addressed. But to prevent that, like, and just keep it very simple get those compound lifts in you know like i uh, i would say the the squats the deadlifts the the standing overhead press why these type of exercises and with like a like a flat or incline like barbell dumbbell press you know because you get most bang for buck with like the amount of muscles that you're going to engage um you can, yeah you can do a whole body workout mm. in what say 30 40 minutes yeah yeah but i would also say make sure you warm up and try and cool down at the end get you get some stretches going in you know yeah. just for flexibility yeah. but the warm-up as well and don't rush it you know because when i've tried rushing those type of workouts especially if you're doing deadlifts and stuff no, it's, yeah. it's not it's not a good idea no it's not it's so not. so if it's let's let's say it's a 40 minute workout yeah twice a week mm. yeah and then i've got my jiu-jitsu classes mm. or i'm playing football or i'm whatever my sport mm. is on top of that would would you would you go for full body twice a week? Yeah, rather than splitting it. Yeah, I would go for full body. Like that, that's I think Definitely. that's that's where you're going to get because you can then train each muscle. Like for example, twice in that week. And if you, for example, you've done squats and and you didn't go as heavy or you didn't get as many sets. When you do it again later in the week, you can target those squats a little bit more than say. If you if you've done a bit more, you were a bit more stronger on the deadlifts, um, etc. So it's vice versa. I, I think that's the way I normally train. Yeah, I, yep. I, yeah, I only train like um, three times a week usually in the gym now. So for how long? What would your normal? Um, it's usually about. I say like I try and aim for like an hour. Right. Um, from from when I get there, but sometimes it's hour, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. You know, because I like to str- spend a lo- bit of time at the end just stretching out. Yeah. Um, and you know you go to a public gym there's people in your way um, it's never like you've got the whole run of the gym to yourself unfortunately so you've got to always take everything into account but I try and just focus stay on the free weights instead of all these machines mm-hmm. etc especially uh, for sport training related to like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and things like that especially for that I mean it's it, you're if you're just purely going for muscle growth and that machines are fine, they do the job. But if you if you're looking to be more explosive, you better mobility, better um, kind of crossover directly to sport. Yeah, I completely agree. Because of the all the ones. all the stability stuff, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, 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 all of that, all of that. Um, you you're moving in more kind of natural patterns and, and ranges of motion and it's yeah it's just much more applicable to a uh, better sporting performance for sure. and and so so just just go, going on more than on that theme you kind of said like you you mentioned bulgarian bags so so in terms of things like kettlebell yeah um clubs bag these sorts of things that are like super duper compound exercises you you would still aim more for squat deadlift presses etc rather than say like turkish get-ups or swings cleans and stuff like that yeah i mean like look if you only got access to kettlebells you got like maybe a home setup you know with kettlebells etc then by all means use that but i'm just saying if you can get to like a gym for me like during the lockdown i trained at home right Mm. 
um, I had a whole setup and stuff. And that's the first time it was. It took me a bit of time to adapt to it, and I, and I could train. But I liked the the whole sort of environment of going to a gym um, and training. Like for me, if I had the stuff at home, I always felt like you know I wouldn't train as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the lockdown, it was different. I adapted and whatnot. Mm. But um, the the thing with going to a gym, like you get up and you go, and once you're there, you're not fucking about because you've taken mm. the time to get there. You know, if you're at home and you just wander out into the garden or you go into your little room, you get distracted as get well. Get distracted yeah. and like, oh, that'll do for today or whatever. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I but that it does, feeling. Yeah, yeah, but it does. Like, obviously, look for every, wherever you are. There's always a travel time when you go to the gym. If people only got like 40 minutes, you're gonna, you know, how far is the gym? You got to park. You got to go inside. You got to then make the journey back as well. So there's pros and cons. You know, yeah, like I would love it. A big setup at home, yeah. Mm. Uh, but with the lockdown when it happened, you know, um, I don't know if you saw. Do you remember I had that whole rig in my back garden? That I was don't think I ever saw pictures of it. Yeah, so we we had this uh, rig made from scaffolding by by a company, and um, I I basically had uh, what was it? There was a pull up bar on there. Yeah, there was a bit where you could do dips, and also got them to put some clips up so I could do my squats as well. You had a bar, yeah, yeah. You had a bar do you remember? Like, like, it was deadly ready though. Made, like, rat. Yeah, yeah, it was it, deadly. Yeah, it was yeah. deadly because like the garden's not completely flat. <laughs> no, um, I put down not a bit flat at all. Yeah, I put down a bit of MDF, <laughs> yeah. and we were doing squats on that. But that'll improve your stability, though. Yeah, it definitely. Trying to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. Be- but and, you know, you'd be surprised. It was like, raining, and I had no choice but to train outside. Yeah. Like, because I was like, You're I want to get my workout yeah. done. What am I going to do? Oh, it's raining now. Because how long did that lo- lockdown last you for? About two years, right? right? Yeah, enough, the, yeah. It's, 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 honestly, it's great what, that, that's a great silver lining from, from the lockdown is that like people had to adapt in so many ways. And like, it, it just makes you realise like how many people just did get on with training and they found ways to, to get around it and they and they adapted and they changed what they're, they're used to. And it just kind of shows like, there aren't really any excuses. Like you, you can mm. train with whatever you've got. I mean, if you, if you've just got your body weight, you, you can train, you can make something out of that. Like there, there is no, I mean, obviously injuries is different, but if you want to get a session in, like there, there's no reason why you can't, mm. like, honestly, mm. there isn't. Yeah. Like I, um, I was just training, like I was saying at home, had all these weights, but eventually those weights, then I got so used to them and, I made the best progress I've ever made and my body got in the best shape because I was sleeping properly. Mm. I was getting my, you know, eight, nine hours sleep. Like there was Important no stress. Night. Yeah, there's no stress of no work. Stress, yeah. um, first of all, I was like, this is bizarre, you know, when it did happen. And I yeah. was like, oh, when the gym's going to open, you know, what's going to happen? And mm. is it going to be two weeks, three weeks? And then eventually I just sort of, you know, zoned out of it mm. and, and I just switched off from all this yeah. social media, from the news. It was just like, you know, I, I just... So, yeah basically laser just, focus yeah so i had that scaffolding thing built had my weights they started getting a bit lighter so then i was doing pull-ups and i got used to my own body weight you know so mm-hmm. what was i going to do then so great I bought, exercise for bjj that by the yeah, way yeah the pull-ups, pull-ups it's, yeah. it's just it for that's what i'm saying if you've got like 40 minutes um in a workout and you're doing a whole body workout do pull-ups in between yeah. You know, yeah. like do that, that, body weight pull-ups mm. and then when they get easy, mm. buy one of those belts, mm. the ones that you can get from mm. like Amazon, wherever. It's mm. just a belt with a chain on there yeah. and you can put more weight. That's what and, I started yeah. doing. And, and the other thing as well is like you can always make pull-ups harder. Like if you, if I challenge anyone to do 10 pull-ups where they're getting their chest to the bar every time. If you can do 10 pull-ups with your chest to the bar, then like fair, fair fucking dudes, like you're... 
Yeah. You, you're a strong, strong I mean, person. How many pull-ups do you normally do anyway, like in one set? Do you body, just go to your fail? Well, I train a bit differently because I, I train quite, quite periodized with like reps in reserve and I kind of um, go through a kind of mesocycle, reducing it and everything. So it varies, but yeah, any, anywhere 10 to 15 roughly, but I, I do slow eccentrics and... Um, quite uh quite high i get my eccentric and concentric so you explain that like so the oh yeah yeah no problem so eccentric is essentially the um lengthening phase of the movement so the lengthening phase of your muscle and so you could uh, you could think of that as like the lowering phase of the exercise and concentric is obviously the opposite um eccentric is essentially where you're gonna produce the most muscle damage um it's, so it is really important for for muscle growth um so you need to make sure that you're controlling that eccentric and you're getting the most out of it and you're really milking it is that uh, like when, on the squat when you're coming down yeah when you're coming uh down on the squat yeah exactly yeah. that would be the that, so you make sure like for, for example if you're doing a squat like i always see the, like a lot of people making this mistake as well when they're doing squatting and they can't get the depth and stuff. Mm. And I've been like, I've, I've, it's happened to me as well before mm. um, where the bar's in the wrong position, you know, like it's, it's too high up mm. and then you can't get the, you can't get the depth. Mm. Uh, just have it sitting. I like to have it sitting like roughly around my sort of shoulder blades mm. and, and, mm. and sort of basically squeeze your, your, your sort of shoulders back. Mm. So that barbell sits nicely on there. Mm. And some of these people start using pads and stuff, you know, like mm. you've seen that pad, you know, the one, what they do is the, the girls use it for their, mm. their hip, hip thrust. thrust yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, cause girls, I mean, oh, uh, hip thrust is a great exercise, man. I'll do that. Do you think that's, 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 your, uh, that's your hip bump sweep? Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better be doing those. I was, I was doing those before, but um, I just, I've, I've sort of like, that's the thing with like, when it comes to like food training, I end up like sort of something works for me for a while and then. Or you get not bored of it, but you yeah, sort of you find do, something like, else, yeah, and then you chop and change. It's, like, yeah, it's important to do that. You got to mix it up. You got a bit of variety, not just from like the physical point of view, but from the kind of mental point of view. Like you, you, you don't want your training getting stale because when it gets stale psychologically, like it's 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 mm. going to get stale physiologically as well. You're going to stop making progress as, as I well mean, as you were. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the things why why people get addicted to jujitsu and they do it for a long time because. Because you're training with other people, mm. it's always different. Never the same, yeah. Even if you go in and you say, I'm going to play exactly my same game, I'm going to just do this, whatever. Mm. The, everyone else is doing something different. Yeah. So you do you do have that, that variety baked in. Because, I mean, I definitely find, like, with my supplementary training, yeah. if, I, if I do something new, mm. at the beginning, it's, it's kind of more difficult than it should be, right? Mm. Because you're like learning the skill mm. of the exercise. And mm. then I guess your body makes some good mm. um, adaptations mm. to that. And then once you get good at the exercise, it, it's kind of easier. Yeah. So then, then you know, I guess you're, you're kind of after a while, you're, you're getting diminishing gains. But just, just, come, just, just trying to round off then on, on that, if I if I'm if I'm gonna have two forty minute uh, workouts, yeah, and I'm gonna kind of concentrate on compound lifts, squat, yeah. deadlift, presses. Yeah, use the barbells, whatever. use dumbbells. Try and use the free weights. But what what kind of um, in terms of sets, reps, rest, kind of how you structure it? Do, would you would you know if I just say to you, can you just write me down like kind of what should I be doing? What what, what would that look like? I say always do one at least one to two warm-up sets towards the beginning. 
Right. You know, if you're doing like squats, deadlifts, whatever, and then go into one sort of hard workouts, you know, like working set. So like say three, um, if you can get four in there, it depends on like, you know, over over time, like I think also if you if it's 40 minutes, like how long are you going to be sort of waiting in between? Because I, I would, if I'm doing like say squats, I'd like I was saying, I'd probably in between maybe do some pull-ups, you know, right. try and maximize the time, uh, like maximize the workout whilst yeah. you're there. Yeah, don't it's... don't sit around not doing anything, you know, don't go there for the 40 minutes and just be like, I'm going to sit like for one minute or two minutes recovering. Yeah. Just do, do an opposing muscle, you know, like for, for efficiency, antagonistic supersets are your best friend. So that's essentially where you're having two kind of opposing muscles, um, the opposite muscles so it could be your chest and your back it could be your quads and your hamstrings yeah um but it, but it doesn't even have to be that it can be completely different unrelated muscles so you could have your shoulders and, and your calves or whatever um but yeah they're your best friends like instead of resting for two minutes doing jackal you can just uh yeah you can get another exercise in but and like, it just saves you half the yeah, time yeah like i am um, if i'm doing like a sort of like for example if i'm you know, if I was doing that type of training, say I was doing a flat dumbbell press, right, for chest, I'd, I've done my two sort of working set, no, warm-up set, sorry, and then I'm going to go into like a heavy, you know, working set. In between as well, I'd, I'd probably, on the same on the same bench, I'd just be doing maybe bent over rows with like dumbbells, um, just for the back, you know, as well. But so the the one that you that you alternate with are yeah. they also like hard working sets, or you would be like hard on the chest yeah. and easy on the back? Yeah, I mean, like you, you can do vice versa because you'll be training the muscles twice a week. So yeah. if I'm like for me, like I, I, I'm like I think like I'd probably one of the days I'd do the like slightly bigger on like say the chest for example yeah. and then when you do train the muscles again later on in the week then go easy on that muscle because what's the time recovery time on on each muscle 24 to 48 hours yeah well, yeah so you don't want to go two days in a row and do full no. body no and and also yeah there's to to like clarify on that a little bit as well uh, a lot of people do splits and stuff and they'll do push and then they'll do shoulders the next day and just because it's not just because chest isn't directly the same as like shoulders or whatever, it they're still involved. So if you're doing bench press on Monday and you go in and you're doing um, military press, shoulder press on Tuesday, just because it's not the same muscle, it's still been involved. Like it's still recovering. It still needs a rest. You can't just go in and, and smash a related muscle. So you, you do have to be a little bit clever with it. But just, just going back to what you were saying about um, if you wanted uh, a quick program in, in 40 minutes, um, I've just put down kind of, six exercises that you could throw into that program. Um, just really, really simple. Um, get them all in and, and you can't go too wrong. Then you can supplement that with whatever you want. I was going to say, so one exercise that's focusing on your, your quads. So the squat would be good. Uh, if not like, like a dumbbell, when I would do the barbell squat and barbell then, squat. and then you can do the, what's it? The goblet, goblet, yeah, the goblet squat. So where you have the, the dumbbell in front, you can look yeah. it on YouTube, mm. how to do it they're, properly. They're good there. Uh, they're good. Yeah. Um, and so then, you, so you want one of them, one, one kind of quad exercise. You want, I'd say a hip hinge exercise. So whether that's uh, RDLs, Romanian deadlifts are, are very good um, or, or stiff legged deadlifts. So however you kind of uh, want to go about that or uh, good mornings that you can do them with dumbbell or, 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 or barbell. I don't uh, really do. I do the, uh, the RDLs, but yeah, I don't. RDLs are good. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'm not a huge fan of good mornings, but, but 
people. So you could so you could do your squat, you could do yeah, your hip uh, hinge. Yeah, you can do your hip hinge straight after, like yeah. have your little bit of like resting, mm. then go again. Yeah. So yeah. then you're basically working what's well, so it's like a superset then. The antagonistic it? superset if you do it yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing with that is I would say is you might get really knackered doing that because a quad a, a squat say, and then a squat a squat and then an RDL is tough. So I mean yeah. And that's going to smash your lower back as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Or so I smash mine. Yeah. yeah so I would, I would say may, maybe. So the other, the other four that I was just going to go into is one is like a horizontal push. So that would be like a bench press or or, or something of that kind. And Do you, I also a, say a, a with, vertical push. Yeah. With, when when it comes to like you know these chest presses, yeah. Um, I've found like I've got to keep away from like the flat barbell press. It's a Dumbbells bit of, too far. Yeah, because yeah. I I was finding like. It, when people used to say you go to the gym like, how much do you bench do you remember like yeah, that was, was like a, such an ego question. question how much do you bench no yeah. one no even... tells right no. everyone's like oh, so, I don't, so, I don't, don't, I don't yeah I don't I don't try my one rep max I don't know I've probably always, like, I've never been a big fan of a flat dumbbell uh, well sorry barbell press I'd always opt for dumbbells why because if you're training by yourself and mm. you bring those mm -hmm. dumbbells like and, and you sort of struggle with them, you can't mm. get the last rep up. You just drop mm. them, right? Yeah. With a barbell, yeah. if you drop that, mm. you know, you're by yourself. It's mm. dangerous, yeah. you know? Mm. So the dangers, you always got to sort of like mm. weigh out the sort of, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, yeah. For, so for me, I'd always opt for dumbbells. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing about dumbbells as well is you can get a greater range of motion. I mean, with a barbell, you're limited by your chest. With the dumbbells, you can go right down past your chest to kind of your shoulders and that if if, you're, if your shoulders allow for that. You can get a really nice stretch in your chest. And, and also, you can manoeuvre them a little bit better. So with a barbell, you, you are stuck your hands are stuck in, in place, you know, you can't move your hands around. Um, with dumbbells, you can kind of get that uh, more fluid kind of range of motion and, and adapt to kind of um, your body mechanics. So mm. there, there are a couple of reasons why, why dumbbells can be can be maybe potentially better in some cases. I always used to try and like um, bench press people off me when we were doing like... Uh, oh, like what, rolling? Just, yeah, and, yeah, and even in competitions it's happened, mate, you know, where someone's mounted me and, and I've literally like just gone to sort of literally bridge and like basically bench someone off mm. and then straight away I've got arm barred. It's, it's happened to me yeah. a few times and I mm. now I'm trying to like sort of like learn from it mm. and just keep my arms like sort of tucked in a little bit because strength does help in jiu-jitsu, right? So if you've got like say I'm 80 kilos, you've got somebody else that's 80 kilos that doesn't go to the gym, mm. um, that never does any strength and conditioning, who's going to have that slight upper hand when it comes to say we end up in a 50-50 position? Yeah. I'm going to have it, right? For sure. Um, and normally, like, when it comes to, like, like, like I was saying, strength conditioning and stuff, mm. when when you, like, grab hold of someone and they know as well, mate, that, you, that you're doing something, you know, that you've been doing strength conditioning, like... Um, so yeah, I, I I can't sort of recommend it enough. It to gives him. you it gives you um, a greater margin for error as well. So if your technique isn't perfect when you go to for a takedown or you go uh, yeah if you go for a takedown, you've got a greater margin for error. So if you kind of grapple with the wrong part, for instance, it it doesn't like you've got a larger sphere that you essentially mm. can get to because your strength will compensate for that so yeah. it'll get I you mean, out of trouble it gets you out of trouble yeah, 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 not, yeah. don't rely on it that's no, what, no, that's no, what no, I was no, saying no, like when no. I first started I used no. to rely on my strength yeah. Yeah. I was like 110 kilos or something and, no. and I relied on it yeah. and then when the weight started falling off I realised yeah. I was like oh fuck mate you know, yeah you there's get like every week there's one guy that's now heavier than yeah. you and like, it, oh. mate, it's so yeah. like you know you're getting like you know sort of maybe 
you get caught by somebody that's like mm. 20 kilos lighter mm. than you submitted you know like and it's, it humbles you when, you know yeah, yeah when you're practicing i mean like I, I, you guys know more about it than me because i'm not i'm not a bjj guy but i'd assume when you're practicing you wouldn't you wouldn't want to rely on your strength you'd want to rely on your technique and you'd you'd use your strength less uh, and maybe not exactly not use it but then obviously in competition it's a it's a massive bonus you, you do what you, you can yeah, to win, you i know? mean i think as well it's 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 not so much um, strength because, again, like strength is probably a little bit difficult to define mm. as far as like, you know, who who is stronger out of a powerlifter, an Olympic lifter, an arm wrestler, a uh, strong man that's pulling a, a truck or whatever. You know, mm. they're kind of different applications, mm. right? Yeah. So, you know, with it, with it being... Um, application specific to grappling to jiu-jitsu i think you you kind of what what i think is probably most effective is explosivity so yeah. when you go for a takedown or mm. you go for a sweep or something when you need to go when you need to scramble that you have explosive power which would be you know like I guess you could measure it with like your vertical jump or mm. your, you know, yeah. how, how you can do a jumping press up or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then second to that is static strength, like with, with no, you know, that kind of like holding position. Yeah. So like that squeeze, yeah. you know, like people talk about that black belt squeeze. Yeah. I don't know, did you guys watch UFC last night? Uh, no, I'm didn't not watch, seen. Didn't watch one last night. No, do you, do you watch it? Um, yeah. I do sometimes, I like, I, but not, I don't stay up All for right, it anymore. So I, you, I won't spoil it. Yeah. But um, the, the Oliveira Makachev fight, he, he uh, Makachev choked Oliveira with a, with a, just a side choke. Yeah. And um, it's like a normally a choke for people that don't train where you have to get the position just right. You get the position just right. You get the guy's arm across their face. You kind of go down next to them and you, you, yeah. you it's like a slow cook. Yeah. It's like you maybe hold it for five, 10, 20 seconds and it cuts the blood off. Makachev, when he got it, he didn't even get into position and Oliveira was already tapping yeah. because of the squeeze. You could see in his back and you can see from those guys, all those Dagestani wrestler guys, their, their squeeze is like a, it's like a, it's like a they, mechanical press. Yeah, they've been doing the type of wrestling and whatever, they, and the region they come from, mate, like they've been doing it for so long. Like, you know, us and all, most of these other UFC fighters that like in these training camps, they're never going to be like, and they're not going to have an answer for that type of wrestling and whatever they're doing. Um, you know, even a jiu-jitsu black belt we've we've seen you know the way that Khabib sort of dominated yeah but, but so so let's let's say that you're not five years old and living in Dagestan yeah so that that route is not is, that's <laughs> off the off the agenda right you can't yeah. go back in time and fight a bear when you're little so how how can you so actually let me just so that's I think that's the second yeah strength quality that's useful and I think the third one is like strength efficiency where you can go for a five, six, 10 minute fight mm. yeah. and be able to output at a fairly high level. Yeah, with endurance. For, yeah. for that, for the whole fight. That's really important, isn't it? So, like, so, so yeah. how do you, how do you... Condition do, yourself for something like that yeah, as well. Yeah, do you have a, do you, do you, would you, would you have a plan or advice or whatever to build Look, explosivity, uh, yeah. static strength and that, 
Yeah, that's what I, I, yeah, I, that's I basically like, I, so for, for me, um, like I, I try and implement like different types of things into my workouts. I do, you know, like the, the plyometric type box jumps, etc. But you need to really like go back to things like YouTube and look how to do them correctly. Mm. A lot of people do them wrong when it comes to things like box jumps. I use the, the air bike, you know, down there. What do they call it? The salt bike, air yeah. bike, you know, a couple of different different things like but you, there's different ways of using it i'll i'll like in i'll go sort of slow for like a minute and then burn out you know like go hard as i can on for, the bike yeah, yeah on the air bike for like 10 seconds yeah. like 10 seconds because when somebody's like yeah i, I use the assault bike and they like sort of pedaling away on it and they they're like yeah i went 100 for 30 you can't go 100 for 30 seconds <laughs> right. you know and then what happens then is once you've done your 10 seconds or i don't know you've got 100 for 10 15 seconds then you let your heart rate sort of recover again. And yeah. Like okay. as you sort of done doing more and more rounds, you might have to have a bit more time to recover because your heart's going to take a bit longer. But over over time, uh, the way that your what will happen to your heart and the muscles around the heart and stuff, it will strengthen, mm. um, and it'll it'll just you know for example, how will that help you in jujitsu? Because you've exploded, but then like your heart's like now gone back into the recovery stage, and and you'll be like basically like a freak on the mats you know <laughs> over over time because you'll be literally exploding and then you know you recovered you 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 see what i mean so yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. definitely helps um so I, I think the assault bike the box jumps um what's the other that you got that skiing the skier yeah what is it called the concept skier thing concept two skier, yeah that yeah. with the hip hinging you yeah. can you, you can go on that hard as you can for like 10 calories yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's there's so many different methods the, the, and yeah. ways. The other thing I would add to that as well for explosivity and power-based training, you can do your bread and butter lifts, so your, your bench press and your squat, but you just do them slightly differently. So instead of doing 90% of your one rep max or whatever, you go 50, 60% of your one rep max and you concentrate on exploding up with the with the lift. So you, really, you go for uh, fast, powerful contractions where... You're, you go nice and slow on the eccentric and on then the way down yeah. yeah on the way down and then yeah. on the way up bang really fast um and you don't want to go near failure because as, when you start getting towards failure and you start not being able to do it anymore you're not going to be able to produce that power it's not going to feel like the most taxing thing in the world but that is how you build power that is obviously you need a degree of strength first but that is how you build power really um if you want to do it through those bread and, bed, bread and butter lifts that's how um, athletes in in a lot of sports and, and strength and conditioning will, will do it. They'll do them. They'll do them lifts, but they'll do them in that way. Mm. So, do you like hold normally at the bottom when you're doing like a squat, like uh, and like for a couple of seconds, like say for, two for power? Yeah, and then no, you, you you don't you don't need to hold so much. No, you just you just need to make sure. Obviously, you're controlling it on the way down, and you're not you're not being stupid and and diving deep diving down on the squats like 100 miles an hour or whatever, <laughs> like some people do um but yeah no you don't need to you don't need to hold it as such no i wouldn't say so yeah no. so i just have like in my sort of workout i'll have like a mixture of these like when i'm doing like i'm gonna go later on today and i'll train like lower body right so i'll do like my deadlifts my squats and in between my squats i like to get the box jumps in mm -hmm. um, because i don't have a day you know where i'm just gonna go and do all like sort of explosive plyometric type training so i do it on I fit into my workout, you see. So instead of, once I've done my squats, instead of me just resting, um, I'll do like, you know, some box jumps there, which are definitely helping, you know, the explosive sort of element of mm. of, of the jiu-jitsu. Sure. Gives you that little 1%, 5%, whatever. It, give, it gives you the upper hand always, you know. 
Um, and so, so, so what about then things like kettlebell swings, clean snatches, bag, things like that? Or do you think that is too um, complicated to do well? Yeah, I think even like a kettlebell swing, a lot of people do them wrong, you know. Um, mm, again, sure. you need to just make sure it, with everything it comes down to form. You know, for the first couple of years of me training, my form was awful. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It was awful, mate. Everyone's like, is really, yeah. Yeah, I used to, like when I, I don't know how my back didn't break the way I used to do deadlifts you know like <laughs> I, I was like a, like an arched cat mate when yeah. I was doing it should be illegal to deadlift before you've got a year of training <laughs> under your belt should be like, and I still you see don't make those jokes because they're still, making everything illegal exactly oh, yeah, yeah. I still see kids coming down to these gyms and doing the same thing what I used to do but like now you've got no excuse like I said like them days we only had these magazines i used to go and open up in you know these mm. these shops and stuff there, there was like you know no youtube there was no you know you couldn't see these sort of stuff online but i pick and choose things and you pick and choose things that work for you you know yeah that's, I, the thing is like i've tried in in the past and um and i think like to utilize the time that you do have you go in there and that's why we we were saying just do these compound lifts do your squat do your you know, your flat sort of barbell, dumbbell press, whatever you're going to do, do your overhead, overhead press. Um, because these, instead of going let into the gym and, you know, trying to copy these things, what you see from these athletes or whatever, you know, most of the time, like from these high level grapplers, etc. because they've got the time, you know, they're sponsored, maybe sponsored athletes. If you've only got 40 minutes, an hour, whatever, twice a week to go and train, like m most people, like, yeah. We go to the gym three days a week and then do the, doing the jiu-jitsu, I don't know, two, three times a week, you know, that's that's fine. But don't go in there and, like, I think you, if you want to utilise the time, do these compound lifts instead of going in there and start doing, you know, something um, that you've seen these other guys doing because you don't know what... They don't show everything that they're doing. That's the thing. And they don't show you... They only show you what they want to show you, you know? Mm. And that's where people get sort of confused as well. So I think if you want the most bang for buck, do these compound lifts, get in, you know, um, if you can, get in some of the explosive work in there as well. And it's, it's going to help your jiu-jitsu, no shadow of doubt. Also, like, things not to overlook is get your rest in as well. You know, like, rest properly so you're recovered and stuff. It's just as important as training, you know, the resting, sleep, like, you know, get your sleep in. What about um, daytime naps? Do you guys... Is there, is there any uh, advice uh, on that or you just go um, for a good solid sleep at night? Yeah, I say like try and get good solid sleep. Like I'm, I'm just like one of them people that's like a bit of a night owl. I'm up like <laughs> quite late and then I'm up in the mornings. I've always just been up mm. early, mate. And um, How many hours do you aim for? Just like usually like, I'll be honest with you, like I, I loved, I'll be lying if I say I was getting like eight hours. It's probably like seven on a good yeah. day. But then I try seven's, and catch up on a weekend yeah. and have a bit more. Seven, seven's minimum really what you want in it. Like, I, mean, I mean, ideally seven and a half, eight, but It fits yeah. your training, doesn't it? Oh, you big, know, time, you, big time, big time, 100%. Yeah, yeah because like if you're like, you know, one of these people that needs like yeah. three, four coffees in a day, yeah. um, just look at what's an underlining issue and it's usually sleep yeah. you know and yeah. that's what i was saying it's hard like, to get it in though no. but like yeah with with the naps i'm I, I don't personally do that because i just i just find it difficult to do it. i just can't really i just can't really nap because you're young right yeah yeah when you get to my age <laughs> it yeah, it's easy work. but 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 yeah i mean i don't see why they would i mean it's a good way to top up your your sleep there's i, I don't have an issue with it i think i think it's a good good method if you if you can and you've 
and it, and it works for you, yeah, I definitely think it, it can be implemented with. Yeah, with, rest with rest effect. recovery is just as important. Nutrition as well. So address your address your nutrition, um, which is like I, like I was saying, I didn't do that for the first couple of years of training. It was like for me, like it was a whole learning process, and I've always tried helping like clients and you know people around me, my friends and stuff, by just sort of telling them how important nutrition aspect of it Huge. is which is overlooked Huge. um and yeah just try and keep it simple and do things that work for you don't you don't need to follow these fad things like people some people do i'm on a keto diet and then two weeks later they stop doing it because mm. it's reality, just a way to get into a calorie deficit yeah it's all. just different different ways like you know um and it just seems like there's there's going to be another sort of fad diet that's probably going to be out that we don't the know ra- about. what the raw meat diet liver king yeah that's like <laughs> another one that and people it's listen jack though yeah, because uh, what don't you take though? What, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> if people think he's like natural as well, you know they're, they're wrong. So you get a lot of these guys. Shout like, out to Liver King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get all these guys on these sort of you know social media platforms and stuff, and and people think they're natural, you know, and and they try and mimic and copy them. But look, just yeah. do things that work for you. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah, and um, it's like you said before, when you used to read your magazines and that with all of the kind of IFBB pros and all of these bodybuilders and that, and copy their workouts. What's what's what works for them is not going to work for a a beginner or or someone or someone who's not kind of juiced up to the max like they are. Like it's going to be different. Like you can't just copy someone else's workout and expect for it. To, to suit you you know like your your plan your your training it needs to be tailored and individualized to, to what you need and what your requirements are so there's no point in you going into the gym doing a doing a um, bro split where you're training 20 sets of chest if you <laughs> i used to do you, that <laughs> you, yeah <laughs> if it's like your first year of training like you're just you're, you're gonna walk away like with an absolutely like ripped apart chest that would have grown just as much if you'd have done Three, four sets, you know. You know like, people used to say, like, if you trained legs and they're not aching the, like the, the day after or something, yeah. that you don't train them hard enough. Yeah. You know, these things are just absolute nonsense. Mm. You don't... Why are you going to train your legs to that intensity where you can't walk, like, for, like, mm. two days after and stuff? Yeah. It is, it, thinking about it now, it's like, the, it's bizarre. It's the whole kind of, like, yeah, that's toxic a golden, masculinity kind of... It's like, an ego thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, like, if any muscles are aching... Anything's aching, don't train it. That's like oh yeah, far, yeah, far yeah, hundred percent. If it's sore to touch, then 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 I like you're better off. You're better off leaving it. And what about um, because obviously with with jujitsu, a lot of people compete. Yeah, and and a lot of people compete reasonably frequently. Yeah, but there's there's generally some bigger competitions. So you would have like the English Opens in November, the Euros normally in January. Would you? Would you? Or, or I should say, how would you change your training, um, your supplementary training, and maybe even like your your class class training? How would you how would you vary that, or what would you do around peaking, getting ready for a competition? Or the, would you? Or, that's or, the thing. Or, like you know. this is the thing. I've in the past when I've done competitions, like I'm, I've like I'm going to get the the upper hand on my or whoever my opponents are. I'm going to you know add this in there. I'm going to add this type of training. And like, if if it's something that you haven't done before and you're not been doing, like, re- and your competition's in a month, my advice is don't bloody do it. You know, because 
you know, how's your body going to take to it? Mm. You, you see what I mean? Like, whatever you're doing, if you're not already doing it and mm. you're that close to these mm. competitions, like, I've, I've got one in November coming up, right? Was it the English Open? English Open. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just going to keep training the way I am. Mm. And I don't even sort of, yeah. don't let that overtake your whole life and everything, you know? Like, mm. just, it's there. Yeah. It's, it's good to go out and test yourself. Mm. Um, but when it comes to all these trainings, training methods and whatever you're doing, like I'm not going to go and do anything differently to what I wasn't well, doing, but maybe I, I, if there's something that needs addressing, like you can improve on, yeah. like for example, maybe I do want to have a little bit more explosive power. So maybe go and use like something like the salt bike a little bit more, you know, like if I think mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed, but let the jujitsu on the mats yeah. take care of the jujitsu. What, um, what, I, what I would say though is it is good to do tapering going into competitions. So you're not going into the competitions absolutely wrecked. So um, just pulling back the volume is, is the key there, um, leading into the kind of couple of weeks before your competition. If you just kind of cut the volume in half by maybe 50%, you can keep the intensity there because in fact you want the intensity higher because you you want to um, be bringing that intensity when you're in competition. You don't want to be uh, losing that. You want to be staying kind of prime and, and, and ready. Um, but definitely cut back the volume. Uh, by so, so say 50%. you were doing, if you were doing three working sets on various exercises yeah. would be like your normal kind yeah. of routine. Would, would you cut back to one? What, what, yeah. You can, you can get one, like even one working one set because set. the way that the, yeah. the, the, the way that the muscles are, they don't know, you know, like the, like how many sets, you know, we, that's what we program in. You know, we see what, why is it always three sets? You know, mm. why can't it just be one? Yeah, it's really hard. Like, why, yeah. what, what is it about three? Yeah. Like, I've, why I've, is that I've, magic? I've been asking <laughs> that for a long number, time. Right? Yeah. So, so what I'd do, for example, is like I'd, if I was training quite hard, I'd do my working set and maybe I'd go to failure, right? Mm. Then I'll re-rack the weights if I'm doing like, for example, a squat, right? Mm. I'll wait like 10, 15 seconds, oh, deep breaths, God. and then I go again. Oh, on squats, and that is brutal. That is brutal. My but reps you're doing, I've basically. done now, you know, what the same, I believe, like I've, I've hit the muscles the same way over that one set with... Yeah. Overtrain, not overtrain. Mm. What is it like? So it's like a rep pause, isn't it? Type. Work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially it, it's kind of myo reps as well. So essentially, you're you're approaching failure multiple times within the same set. Yeah. So that that's kind of what um dictates uh, a working set or dictates like yeah, basically whether you can call it a working set or not is whether you've kind of got within five reps of failure. So by doing that, you're not giving yourself like time to recover. So you're getting to within them five reps of failure quicker um, and you just... Um, yeah, because like three sets that that might end up taking you, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But you, this way you've you done it, it, you know, get and, and you can just crack it. But if you did, say you did that one set, yeah, and then you rack it, unrack it, and you, and you do that four times, yeah. then you're effectively kind of... It's a bit like doing four sets. Yeah. So you, would you still roll that back to like one normal set? Yeah. As you come, I, as you I, come I would closer. as you taper into competition, yeah. Because I, 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 I usually the week before I just I don't do anything. Yeah, I yeah, do like then, a little then, yeah. bit of very should, light. Yeah, you should be all everything should be ready by the time like a week mm. before. So these guys that are like a couple of days before or even on the day they're like trying to lose weight. It's like, mate, why? Why, mm. the, why the fuck have you not already done that? You know, mm. like, why are you sitting there like three, four kilos overweight? You know, and, and then like sort of like, you know, running around trying like, like, like a headless chicken, mate, trying to lose weight mm. um, 
for me, like when it comes to competitions, I've entered like I've gone into weight brackets that are like heavier. I've mm-hmm. gone into medium heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the guys were like they're a bit more sort of they get into a position and then they just stay in that position. It's a bit more slower. When you've gone into like a lighter bracket, like lightweight, mate, them they're just like you know it's like a bit more non-stop you know they're moving around it's uh, a little bit more so what 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 weight will you fight at the english uh, the middleweight which is 80 what is uh, it, 82? yeah up to is it up to 82 with the gi on yeah, yeah. and you're, do you say you're about 80 yeah, so i'm always right. 80 mate like i just eat similar type of food like i was saying like i don't track everything now but like i've relaxed on the weekends mm. um on the weekdays i try and eat same the how same. many kind of calories do you eat a day Roughly. Um, I I'm, I know I'm burning about three thousand a day, okay. right? So if you're uh, maintaining my job, yeah, and I'm that. I'm I'm probably eating about yeah like about two three hundred less than that okay. in a day, and that's and I'm full, mate. By the end of the day, when I'm like mm. going to yeah, sleep. if you eat clean, yeah, you can actually you eat quite a lot of food, yeah. right? If you yeah. eat a lot of junk, you don't need yeah. to eat that much food, and you yeah. get those yeah, calories exactly. So food food density is quite big if you're if you're looking to reduce your like hunger levels whilst keeping your calories low so how much kind of quantity um of food you get so uh, for the amount of calories so vegetables obviously are, yeah. are, are like the, yeah, the yeah, salads and you know? vegetables but like for like any guys that are doing like any any training like jiu-jitsu and they're like oh, i can't put weight on it's like mate why can't you put weight oh, on yeah. just eat a Don't little bit more yeah and and then some it's of rubbish. some of these things like people will be buying these weight gainers and stuff. I don't know if you ever bought any weight gainer shake before. I've bought everything. Yeah. If there's something they make yeah. at some point in my life, I've bought it. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the weight gainers and stuff, look, you can... Just load of sugar out of it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you read the ingredients, you can make yourself like an easiest weight gainer. If you can't put weight on, try one of these like, you know, every single day. And by the end of the week, you'll put on like comfortably like a couple of pounds just on in a in a sort of that's that's yeah, fine isn't it so yeah like i i, I normally probably want, you, i don't know about a couple of pounds in a week that's a bit like for, ex- <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> for example like put a if you've got like a, a smoothie maker or something yeah. you know there's yeah. a great way of just getting in you know like like for me it used to be just a great way of getting in my sort of protein, my fruit, you, you know, my fruits. So I always use berries. They're quite low in calories. Yeah. Mm. Uh, frozen berries, that is. Because mm. they're seasonally, like they, they just, like frozen like blueberries mm. and stuff, they just taste better than mm. the yeah. ones, you know, yeah. the ones you get um, mm. from the, the fridge, like the, the ones that are not frozen. But um, like a handful of, handful of berries, uh, a banana, two tablespoons or something of uh, peanut butter, um, like any milk, you know, some people like all these almonds, uh, almond milk or whatever, and a scoop of whey, whey, whey isolate protein, which has mm. gone up. It's so expensive now as well, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. everything's expensive. Yeah, yes. And yeah, blend all of that in and have that, mate. Like, and if you're not, yeah, oh yeah, put some oats in. If you're trying to loot, like, Put on weight. Put like you know, like yeah. I say back. To if you're trying to lose weight, don't don't put the peanut butter in either. Yeah, don't yeah. put the peanut butter in. But if you if you want to put weight on, like yeah. put and, the oats. And, and and if it gets really bad, you can just drink oil. No, yeah. don't, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't do uh, that. Over the top. Straight yeah. from the bottom. Do you remember over the top? Uh, what the Stallone movie, the arm wrestling movie. No, I've not seen that. Uh, if, if anyone's seen it, there's a there's there's a there's all these. So it looks like a real arm wrestling competition. It's like it's Rocky but arm wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's this one guy who drinks uh, like uh, engine oil. Yeah. He drinks a can of engine Ooh. oil. Obviously, they must have changed it for olive oil. And then they show him like later on, like trying to be sick. But um, yeah, whenever someone says drink oil, I always have that. Picture you know in what, my head. mate? Honestly, like if. One of these, like, you know, ADCC guys, like Gordon Ryan, come out and he was like, yeah, a day in the life and I do this. Some 
like you're you're guaranteed, mate. Someone from like jujitsu will be mimicking his workouts. Mm. Like, what is he doing? That it's like, mate, they're taking steroids. And if mm. you think that these guys are not on performance enhancing drugs, yeah. you, you know, yeah. and I it, think go and look at you a, know a lot of a lot of BJJ guys, even even recreationally, yeah, yeah the hobbyists are, are yeah. Because oh. I remember when like, the first time I went to Euros, yeah, actually the first time I went to English Open was the first time I went to a big competition, yeah. And I just remember walking around thinking, where the fuck have I landed? Really? Like, yeah. everyone was just Do they not drug test people in that? Yeah, it's uh, a testing bad. Sport. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. But same, you know, if you go to the Euros, have you been to the Euros? Uh, no. Nah. Man, if you go to the Euros, it is just like, it's, it's for, for anyone who hasn't been, the Euros is, Euros and the World Championships, and I think the, there's one in Brazil, which is the, like the three big competitions. The World and all these ones, yeah. Yeah, so the Euros is, 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 it's a week long. I think it's eight or ten mats all yeah. day. Must be, I don't know, maybe five, ten thousand people fighting. In terms of just like muscles and cauliflower ears, you'll never see more. <laughs> yeah. You just walk around and everyone just looks like, have you seen that dude? Have you seen that dude? Have you seen that dude? Have you seen this dude? Have you seen that dude? Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, they, so you, they all look so like, like That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, like, it's like a mental thing as well. Imagine you've gone into the competition and the other person you, you might have seen them getting changed or they open their gear or something and you see they've got like a six pack and they're all jacked mate like, I'm, you right, know. I'm with the old people yeah <laughs> I just we just see like who who limps to the mat faster <laughs> you see that guy he can walk <laughs> fucker nah but like normally with, when it comes to with me when I'm training people always assume I'm heavier than I am and, yes. and because it's the, the pressure game that I play yeah. well I like to think I play yeah um but you know, when you're rolling with the same people, they know what you're going to do yeah, yeah. Um, and they prevent you from doing it. And it's frustrating, mate. Like I go home sometimes after training and I'm like, that was a shit session. And that was a shit one. That was, uh, There just seemed to be more and more Every because time. people people find out when you're training with the same people, they, it's like you you know if someone's going to be like playing an inverted game, you're not going to let them invert. Yeah. If someone's like, you know, um, very quick, you're, not, you're just going to pin them down. Yeah. You're not going to let them yeah, sort yeah, of move yeah. around. But this is where like in competitions, when you go there, you don't know what the other person's going to do. And you can catch people. Um, they probably would not get caught with something like that when they're training in the, in the gym yes. where they're training at. Yeah. But you can catch them and you might get caught out in something yourself that you wouldn't get caught out with when you're training is because you're... You're, you're not used to, you know, like um, this type of training or you're, you're a bit yeah. more sort of, you know, you adapt as well. So for me, like, that's what um, my main thing at the moment. I want to, like, do something that I can do longevity-wise. Mm. Um, strength, conditioning, training definitely helps, mate. Like, when it comes to um, jiu-jitsu and I can't sort of recommend it enough for anyone. And is there anything else that we should cover that we haven't covered before we wrap it up that you know little bits and bobs that people should be doing or shouldn't be doing um, or you know easy stuff that people can yeah i say like just also get your sort of grip work in there as well um it's really key because you know look everyone's fingers get mangled up eventually <laughs> you know yeah look at that yeah so yeah, everyone's it, got mangled fingers right? yeah um, and if you're getting your grip working and stuff, it's the first thing like in how, jiu-jitsu that you make contact with usually, right? Is, is your sort of your grip work and your fingers. How and stuff. would you go about training that? Yeah, like I um, just just like you know, 
there's things that people do, you know, like I used to do like, you know, the farmer's walks and just mm. hold hold mm. the dumbbells yeah, there. Good. Yeah. Um, even when you're doing like a deadlift and stuff, it's going to mm. definitely help your grip strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what, 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 I, what I've like, one of the exercises which I, I, I at the moment like sort of liking is I get the barbell mm. and I put it across the top of the rack. Right. You know, right at the top of the rack and basically just like dead hang off it. You're just dead hang, yeah. Yeah, and when the barbell sort of moves around, mm. it's sort of, you're you're trying to like... It's like one of them um, things they, they have on like fairgrounds. And yeah, that, You know, it. where it like rolls around. You yeah. can hang for a minute, you get Yeah, honestly, you can normally like dead hang off a straight bar for ages. You can probably ages, be there for yeah. like a couple of minutes. Yeah. But with, with the, when it comes to putting mm. the bar there, the, with the barbell, like, after about 30 seconds, your like forearms, mm. your wrists are just mm. burning up. Yeah. You can, so you can also get them, um, literally the grip trainers. I think it's a God of grip. If, uh, if and you want captains of crush. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know about these then. Yeah. 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 They, they're good. And then, uh, also just like forearm curls as well. They're, yeah. They're, with the dumbbells. Yeah. And stuff, do you yeah. do them? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I you do. Can do them over the bench. You can do them with a barbell as well. Just literally just flexion and extension of the yeah, wrists. because like I find like since I've been doing those like my fingers and my they don't burn out as quickly yeah um, you but know. I think I think I mean what I definitely found probably the same for you like the more you train the less you rely on your grips yeah that's like half the reason why your fingers don't burn out because you don't have the death grip for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Which you have when you're a beginner. It's but like it's you like, grab some cloth look, and you don't let go. The, when it comes to the body, mate, honestly, like it's it's a lot of it's like in the mind as well. Um, and it adapts very quickly to whatever you're doing. Like I'm, I've never been a long distance runner, right? And it was in 2018, I did a, I did a run. I organized it for, um, for charity and, sort of miscalculated the miles and by this time we'd already collected a lot of money from um from our go you raised 60 grand <laughs> no nah, no nah, it wasn't anything like that but like we we raised a fair amount right yeah. and i started a gofundme page it just had this idea i was like we're gonna go from where we live in hemel to london yeah. right along the canal so it's the simplest way was well, simplest so we don't get lost anywhere too many people are already doing all these bike rides and whatever so i was like we'll do the run into london then right. I miscalculated the miles. And when I got like a, an email back from the waterways, yeah. I was like, and they said, it's 37 miles. <laughs> I was like, God, man, like, you know, like I was in my head. What, I was, what's, the, what's the London Marathon? 27 and a half or something? 26. Yeah, 26. 26. So I was thinking it'll be about 20, 22 miles max. When I got 37, mate, like it dawned on me, you know, what I'd already done. I was Did you like, do it? Yeah, but it's the thing. So I couldn't give that money. Well, I said I already collected that money. So what am I going to do? <laughs> now I start giving the money back to people. So I was like, so I've got the guys that were doing it. I was like, you know, I sort of didn't tell them exactly, you know, like the, the miles it was. I was like, it's 35. Got to, it's, it got to 27. You're like, 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 only yeah, 10 more to go. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's going to be this start training. I started training for it. Um, I had a slight bad knee then as well. Started training at the athletics track. Um, they let me train down there with them. Then I started doing, you know, a bit cross-country running. Um, just for like, I think it was for about two months this was. And I've never run a marathon or nothing. And anyway... By the end of it, I'd done it. Um, on the day, I remember, it was more of a mental thing, mate. After yeah. the first, like, about 24, 25 miles, it becomes like a mental thing, you know, like... After the first uh, four? No, like, <laughs> no, first, like, I was just like, I was looking at what do I need to take, what do I need to supplement? People yeah. like, you know, carb load, which is you have a lot more yeah. carbs for the first couple of days um, because you're going to be using them what do I carry as well, you know, on the day? Because like, you can't take tanks and tanks of water and stuff with you, but you'd be surprised after the first like 15, 20 miles, your body 
you know, like you don't need to go to the toilet or nothing anymore because you're sweating it all out. Yeah. Um, I just had some energy gels and stuff. Yeah. It took a few hours to do, but like I've got it on my phone. It was like overall 40 miles by the time I finished wow. it. How many hours did that take you? A fair amount of hours, but yeah. I was the only one that ended up finishing fair it. Fair amount of days. Yeah, it was, no, 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 no. We've done it, we've done it all, mate. Started in the morning and by midday, just after midday, we were done with it. Yeah, I finished good. off over in Camden, man. like 40 miles. The only thing was halfway through, I had to stop because um, the Fitbit tracker was draining my phone battery as well. Right. And I had my headphones on and right. they were Bluetooth, so they were draining the battery out. So I was like, what do I need to... Basically, one thing has to give. I can't stop tracking because then people no. are going to think I've not done it. Yeah. So I had to keep the tracker running, but I had no music. So that's what I mean. It was just the last do, 10 months. Did you watch uh, David Goggins? Yeah. So, I mean, he's he literally says, like, you shouldn't have music when you run. Yeah. But, like, I mean, your story is literally the story, right? He says you shouldn't have music when you run yeah. because what the fuck are you going to do when your music don't work? Yeah, so, so that's like, literally the, the the real world example of that story, right? Yeah, no, I'm honestly, some, so like, things like that, like if, if I could do it, then I believe like anyone else like out there could do it. So like by the end of it, what it's, it says 86,000 uh, 86, steps, 40.41 uh, miles, 8,000 calories. Wow. So that's actually beautiful. I'll put a yeah. picture of that in the thing. Send me yeah. a picture. Yeah, I'll send you that. What do you eat after that? Um, mate, I wasn't even, I was mentally like, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to talk to anyone. There was a load of people that came down to Camden, you know, like yeah. that, that sponsored us and stuff. And we just uh, completely, yeah, wrecked. I was just wrecked. People yeah. wanted to have pictures. I just didn't want to, you yeah, know, and for the next couple bed. of days, my knees were hurting. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. um, but after that, I never really ran ever again. And I've hated <laughs> running. I think it mentally like, it. Killed, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that is a baptism of fire. Isn't but it? I'm just saying like, <laughs> just comes back down to mentally you if i could do something like that anyone can yeah. so you you'll be surprised a lot of these things are, are mental things as mm. well you know like if you put your mind to it mm. but going back to like anything with jiu-jitsu say you're training jiu-jitsu three days a week get your strength conditioning in at least two days a week at least two days one day i don't think it's really it's better than nothing something is always better than nothing mm. that's the way Maybe i've always said it when people like comes to tracking oh yeah but i can't track this you know because i eat this or yeah. this it just seems excuses i don't have time it's mm. like you've got this 24 hours in a mm. day mm. you're sleeping <laughs> for money, seven eight hours you're working what i mean unless it's you're like, like in a normal sort of job you know nine to five i don't know so you still got hours there make you know instead of sitting at home you know watching youtube or whatever go to the gym you know like if you if you can for an hour twice a week um and it's going to it's going to complement you worse do it from home like yeah. you can like that's what i was saying earlier the lockdown showed us that we can do it from home and do you like, think like body weight stuff as well yeah is, look if, if that's all you can do that's all you can do and like you were just saying yeah, better than any, something is better than nothing better than nothing yeah, yeah. Like, like press ups like body weight squats um yeah. yeah like i've always i've always found ways to train even when i've like been on holiday and there's no gym I've just woken up like in the morning and I've gone for a run, you mm. know, because then I find like, yeah. I don't want to come back like after that week of eating a lot more, whatever. And then, you know, unconditioned. Yeah, yeah. Like, because so, yeah, I think, I think it is kind of like the habit of doing it and also the, the kind of, um, the mindset of like, I mean, like the, the mindset that I try to have all the time is that I've got to earn my, whatever it is, my food or my sleep or mm, my yeah. recovery or my Epsom bath or whatever. Like, like I was, I, you know, I, I watched David Goggins here and there, but I just, the other week I just went down the rabbit hole, watched like three hours of little videos here and there. Yeah. 
And he was, and he said, um, people, people always tell him about overtraining. Yeah. Before you overtrain, you got to train. <laughs> you know, it's like you most of the time probably you're just making excuses. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you're just so finding easy. a way out like, of doing what you should yeah, be doing. In, in the winter, it's even more harder. You know, like how many times do you come back from work? And you just want to stay home. You don't want, you, like, it's, it's darker, quicker now. You know, the clocks are going to change at the end of the month. You're not going to want to go out, back out the house once you're inside. So mm. it's like a, just like, what I'll say is to people as well is like, I write down a lot of things that I want to do the next day, my tasks. Yeah. So I like, like, I wait, I write down, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have my cold shower. I'm going to do a bit of stretching, 10 minutes. Mm. But then people are like, oh yeah, but I need to wake up, wake up a bit earlier. So write down what time you need to mm. wake up. Yeah. And these things, when you write mm. something down, it, I feel like you have a bit more accountability to yeah, it as well. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I write down things. And sometimes I don't get all of them done, but yeah. I've got them, some things more done than yeah. I would have not got done. You yeah. know, it's so easy to snooze your alarm, you yeah. know, for example. Yeah. If and, if, you, and, and also, if you've written it down and then you don't do it, then it's like you, you hold yourself accountable to that. And it's mm. like, oh, I didn't do it, so I better do it tomorrow. I better do it next. Like, you, you feel like you've missed out yeah like, exactly rather than just like kind of forgetting about it or whatever yeah, yeah. but so like yeah just it's building a, on what you're saying it's, it's i think a, habit habits are just the same yeah it's a, it's, a, like, it's a lifestyle thing mate you know you have to do something that yeah. you enjoy you're not gonna like if, if i when i used to like write down like trying to help people with a little bit of nutrition and stuff like mm. no one if it's food that somebody doesn't like how long are they gonna you know yeah. they're gonna be going and eating that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um so it's it's about finding that that yeah. balance you know like mm. like like i was saying on the when you're with like friends families and stuff don't miss these sort of dinners etc don't you know be mm. like because when it comes to weight gain and stuff you're not gonna <coughs> the weight that you gain in a day is most likely going to be glycogen etc you know if you've had like a like a big sort of you know eat or whatever you drunk loads over the weekend because then your body will just go back to its normal um, yeah. it will go back to normal eventually anyway uh, it's not like oh, somebody's like yeah I had that meal and I've mm. gained that amount of weight yeah, no it's, it's, it's just glycogen as well isn't it you know mm. most of the time yeah. so you'd have to you'd have to do pretty well to put on like a couple kilos in one day you'd have to do a serious job yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean so just do every something that's sustainable yeah. do your it's, and, and, and the thing is as well for me definitely um, with training I mean the more you do it and after the initial kind of turning it into a habit phase, when it just becomes part of your routine, part of your week, part of your life, it it really is just easy. It's just what you do. You just wake up and it's like, today I'm going to the gym. Today I am doing this workout. Today I am, I am stretching. I'm doing this. Like, it is just what you do. You don't think about it. You don't think, oh, I need to motivate myself to go or anything like that. It's just... Yeah, it's just like cleaning your teeth, you know. Yeah. That that's how I describe that every it. Day? <laughs> 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 yeah. I need to write that down on my list. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where it ultimately just comes down to yeah. just doing things that yeah, you can sus- you can sustain, mate. Honestly, thing. like don't fall for these like you know short term fad diets. These these sort of routines you see some of these guys doing that you you're doing that but you're not enjoying. Mm. Um, there's going to be nothing really magic that's going to give you the edge mm. um, on the mats, like. Just stick to these foundation type yeah, lifts. And find like what the works compound. For you. Yeah, stick with the compound lifts. You're going to get stronger. And then start adding in 
you know, the explosive work, I start adding in, you know, like Turkish get-ups and all these other things. Yeah, I start adding them in. But I'm saying, let leave the jiu-jitsu on the mats. Let the jiu-jitsu do the jiu-jitsu, you know? Like, yeah. you don't need to go to the gym and, and try and find these wacky... I've seen some people mm. doing some really wacky things, mate. Mm. Like, and... Yeah, and you I don't need to do jujitsu with dumbbells in your hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Beautiful, beautiful. I think that's a, I think that's probably a good place to, no, to, to roll it up. Have you guys got any social media? Um, I'm not. I've, do you know what? Look, during the during the lockdown, like I, I basically stopped with the with the PT stuff, mm. right? And I went back to my HEV driving, like, mm. like straight after it, like what well, in the midst of it anyway, and. I closed down all my social media, except all them platforms, etc. Yeah, yeah. I am next year gonna start it back off, but mm. I'm gonna probably have somebody else running it. I don't want nothing to do with all these Instagram because <laughs> I I started spending too long I'll on run there. It for you. Yeah, yeah, he can run it for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just spending too long with these like yeah. social media platforms, etc. Yeah. I think it was a bit of a sort of a, an eye opener, you know. Then yeah. and yeah. and yes, yeah, so I'm when I do do it, I'll. Um, I'll have somebody else running it. Yeah. Um, and what about yours? Yeah, I've got I've got Instagram. You can follow my uh, fitness Instagram account, uh, H Small Fitness. H Small Fitness. Yeah. H Small Fitness. Yeah, send Instagram. him send him abuse on there, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'll be and, uh, waiting for it. <laughs> lovely. And uh, you can follow us, uh, White Basement Pod, uh, on Instagram, and uh, White Basement Podcast is on Spotify, it's on YouTube. It's on Amazon Music, it's on Google Play, and it's still not on iTunes. Or it might be by the time we release this, but at the moment it's still not there. But uh, follow us on Instagram, White Basement Pod, and uh, we catch you next time. Yeah, rap is such a competitive sport. And my glass is still on, it's the incredible dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> they want to try me like the Federal Court, but I'm unashamed of the guy.